You're listening to the Black Sheep Talks podcast. My name is Karina Greco, and I am your host. I am an online coach, writer, storyteller, speaker, and podcast host. My mission is to help others manifest a life of travel, adventure, and financial freedom. I created this podcast as a platform that allows for raw and authentic conversations to be the norm. I will be diving into all sorts of topics, including manifestation, mindset, self-love, healing, personal growth, spirituality, relationships, travel, the super yacht industry, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I am passionate about sharing the life lessons that I've learned and how certain experiences have helped me grow and evolve in this lifetime. My aim is to inspire you to dive deep into your own personal growth and manifest a life you love too. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Hello, hello, the Black Sheep community. Thank you so much for being back this week for another episode. I am diving into the personal development series every single Friday here, and we are still talking about my plant medicine experiences. I had a lot of plant medicine experiences these last few months in Tulum, and I'm going to be specifically talking about the San Pedro experience that I had, which was back in the middle of March. And last episode, I actually talked about what that is all about, what that cactus plant is, what kind of medicine it is. So if you're interested to know about it, definitely go back, listen to the previous episode so you can get a bit of a background. But we're going to dive into talking about what this plant is and what, sorry, what experience that I had by after taking this plant and the integrations that I had. So I ended up off last episode telling you guys that I had some rape, which was a ceremonial tobacco that was blown up my nostrils in order to clear any negative energies, anxieties while I was on the San Pedro after drinking it. And when this had happened, I remember just like sitting there meditating and yeah, feeling this just like wave of clarity rush up into my brain. It was the first time I'd ever done it. So it was very intense for me. I was obviously very afraid. I wasn't somebody that's ever done something like that. I don't even smoke. So I was just like, oh my God, I'm just about to get tobacco bloom up my nose. Like, what am I doing? It's not just like normal tobacco, like you think, like cigarettes. It's like a ceremonial tobacco that um, is mixed with um, ashes and some other bark. So I'm not really 100% sure, but I mean, I should probably know what is going up my nose, but all I know is it's a plant and it's natural. So I'm trusting of it. You know, you got to trust and surrender, guys. That's that's the moral of the story. So yeah, after I had this, um, I obviously got into a state of meditation and felt this calm and this release from any kind of anxieties that I might have been feeling. And I started to feel the San Pedro start to kick in. And again, we were doing this in the daytime. So it felt very like, you know, it just felt very nice to be outside, immersed in nature, in the jungle. And it was just such a lovely experience in the sense that I was getting to kind of look around the room and see others going being in this experience together with me even though I didn't know them and all of them were strangers it just felt almost like a sense of community um and I think that's what 
all of us are seeking at the end of the day is as human beings, we want to live in community, right? That's why we live in households. We have families. We like to be in partnerships. It's all about community. And I really felt the sense of love and compassion, very similar to the peyote experience that I had, which is another cactus plant that is very similar. And we ended up just, you know, sitting with ourselves. Like when you take these medicines, you're not really interacting with others. You're kind of just in your own thoughts, meditating with yourself. We were also encouraged to bring a journal. So I started journaling all about my experience. And yeah, I actually want to get my journal up now because I think I left off by saying that my journal literally started to look like chicken scratch. And yeah, I can't even remember what I wrote, but I ended up writing just different notes on, you know, the fact that the medicine was starting to kick in, right? So I think I told you guys about the intentions I set. And as I started to meditate and connect with my um, spirit guides, I ended up also starting to feel this sense of happiness and bliss. Like I was in a cloud, right? I was just like really feeling in my bones that I'm on the right path. And I can feel that my purpose was just pouring out of me. I could feel that the questions that I had within my business, I really felt like I am here to help other women heal themselves, to teach them different things, to create a life of happiness and financial freedom as well. I've really just felt this within my soul. And I really felt connected to, to, to source and the divine because often Rappé really clears and clears any of these blockages that you have. And it allows you to really um, be able to visualize and manifest from your third eye, right? To open up that portal, to be able to connect to source. So I really felt that this was happening for me. And all of this compassion was just pouring out and all of the self-love for myself, love for others. And yeah, I ended up also connecting with a lovely woman named Margarita, who's a friend now. And we both realized we were from, well, I'm from Ukraine and she's from Russia. So we both started speaking in Russian together and it just felt like I was home. You know, like that's a big part of who I am. I grew up in Ukraine for those of you guys who don't know. So my first language was actually Ukrainian and my family speaks Russian. So when I moved to Canada, I ended up just speaking Russian with my mom, my grandma at home. So I am fluent in Russian. I'm able to speak, which I'm really grateful for because I love being bilingual. And connecting with her, I just saw her be so vulnerable with me and express like the gratitude for this connection and the fact that we could speak the same language and I could understand her. And it made me you know, feel so much compassion to her. And she had expressed to me some struggles she was going through with whether she was on the right path and what she was doing for her kids was the right thing, being in Tulum and all of that. And I'm an empath. So I just felt all of her emotions and worries and I took them on myself. And I started to cry as well because I really felt like I was back to my roots and it was so beautiful to be able to connect with such a lovely human being. and. Yeah, I really just started to feel that outpour of compassion. Like I know I keep saying the word compassion, but it just was such a big word for me. 
And yeah, we ended up actually, you know, going back to sit. I would kind of go back and forth from like the fire to um, inside in the tent we were in. And beside me, I had uh, two of my friends. One of them was my housemate. The other one was this lovely woman named Sophia who I met at the goddess retreat. And her and I also had a beautiful connection. And funny enough, she's from Ukraine too. Um, So she speaks Ukrainian though, and I speak Russian. So we just communicated in English because we're both born and well not born but raised in North America she's from the states and it was just so beautiful I'm actually reflecting on it now the fact that I almost had my roots there with me like two women who really like felt that yeah they were connected to me in one way or another whether or not that was like through our background through our culture and and you know our heritage or just almost feeling like we were together in a past life at one point because I really just felt like I was just so connected to their souls and they were just beautiful beautiful women so as well I mentioned in front of me I had like other beautiful souls um, including the guys from Canada that I mentioned in the last episodes and I just felt like I was just surrounded by beautiful human beings and this is just the way I want to live the rest of my life is just to be surrounded by all of these amazing people. And Tulum has really been the place for that for me, where I'm meeting so many like-minded people, so many friends that are becoming friends for life. And I want to read to you guys out of my journal that (laughs) turned into chicken scratch as I literally wrote, the medicine has definitely hit me now. Again, I have no idea what time this is, when this hit me. It was probably like an hour in or something like that. Um, And I remember that we had to journal as well. So we had to journal about any things we wanted to release out, any kind of stale energy, any pain, any limiting beliefs that we were holding on to. And I thought, wow, this is exactly what I need to do right now. That was one of my intentions. So I ended up just like free writing all of the things that I wanted to release. And I honestly can't even remember what I wrote, but I know that a lot of it was pain around my like self-love journey and all of the, you know, failed relationships that I had and like my abandonment issues with my father and, you know, different things that all affected me in my personal life and my business. And as I journaled all of this, I realized that I was holding on to a lot of pain. And a lot of people know me for being this strong person who doesn't hold on to that, sorry, isn't affected by anything, that is always happy, always positive. And although this is like true and I am positive a lot of the time, I am also a human being and I do feel emotions. So sometimes I do hold on to them. And I knew that once I released these emotions into the fire, I would feel better. And I actually love doing these kind of fire rituals. I've done them before in the past. These are fire rituals that I teach to my clients as well to do with different things that they're wanting to release in their life. So when we were asked to go outside to gather by the fire, all of us there, I thought that I would just like release it, burn it, let it go, kind of like what I did in peyote when I did like the string and burnt the string and released all of the sexual relationships I had with men in my life. Um, I didn't think that I would be reading this out loud in front of a bunch of strangers, like 15 different strangers. And I released all those emotions by the fire. I ended up 
writing this down in my journal and how it made me feel. I said that I spoke in front of all these strangers, even though it made me shake. It felt so good to let it all out. I didn't realize how much pain I was holding on to. I felt that I literally shed a part of who I was, and that's why the pain was so deep. It's like I was partly sad that I was letting go of this part of me that accepted the abuse and pain. But once I did, I had so many people come to me, hug me. It was truly beautiful. So that was really what happened. I, you know, ended up crying into my paper, you know, in front of all of these strangers. Like I couldn't even get these words to come out of my mouth, like the whatever I was reading. And to be honest, I wouldn't have done it if other women didn't stand up and do it first. So one of the women that inspired me was Sophia, who was next to me. And she's an amazing womb healer. I'm actually going to get her to come on for a guest episode where we're probably going to talk about what happened within this ceremony. We actually got to connect as well when we went on like a little hike in the woods and we got to connect at the goddess retreat. And yeah, she's just a beautiful person and I can't wait to bring her on as a guest. But I do want to say, yeah, she inspired me to stand up in front of others, in front of strangers and to speak my truth and to release that pain into the fire while others witnessed me do it. Because it's easy sometimes to just, you know, be in our own head and just be like, oh, yeah, I'm hurting. I'm feeling this pain. Um, you know, I'm just going to keep it to myself, keep it bottled up. We don't even write about it. We don't even release it. But the fact that, you know, I was inspired by seeing her stand up and read off her paper the pain that she was feeling. And I don't want to say what it was because it's personal. Um, it really inspired me to be like, wow, if she can do it, I can do it. Like that just seemed so powerful. She obviously started to cry a little bit. Um, and then after her, another woman went as well, who was just crying into the fire too. And I just felt like, okay, I'm literally in the San Pedro feeling this bliss, feeling this euphoria that I was saying when it was kicking in, right? I was feeling all of this amazing compassion and all of a sudden I was feeling this like intense sadness, like really intense sadness, not because I was having a bad trip, but because I was facing these emotions that I was bottling up inside of me for so damn long right? Because I always had to be strong. I always had to be a role model for my sister, for others, for whoever it was. I always had to, you know, keep this certain persona about myself and just kind of shove my emotions away because I was always just in my masculine energy, right? And we talked about the divine feminine and how I've been stepping into my feminine energy more and embracing the feminine and the beauty of being sensitive and all of that. So I really just saw this as an opportunity for myself to grow, to be able to speak up, to speak my truth, and to just release the pain for myself, right? Not for anybody else, but for myself as my medicine, to be able to let go of any stale energy that was literally holding me back. And like I said, when I went up and released it, it was just so freaking powerful. I felt amazing afterwards. And yeah, I really just want to thank everyone that inspired me to do that at that ceremony and allowed me to feel safe and in a safe container to be able to share things that were very, very, very vulnerable. Um, and yeah, like I said, at the end, I ended up having all of these men come to me, my good friends, the Canadian boys and the others that were there and other women just give me a big hug and tell me how proud they were that I 
stood up and I was so vulnerable and so open and that I'm very, very strong and that, yeah, that I can get through anything. And it was just so amazing to feel that support. It was the first time in my life that I felt that from other men. And I think that that was a huge, huge shift for me because any partners that I've had in the past have always, always made me feel bad for being sensitive, for crying, for showing my emotions. Like all of the ex-boyfriends I've had, um, majority of them, you know, have even said like, you know, I don't want to see you cry. Like, I don't want to see you cry. Like you can leave the room kind of thing. Like I had a very abusive ex-partner a few years ago and, you know, when I was living in New Zealand. So that was what I knew as being sensitive is like, I can't show my emotions to men because it's not safe because they're going to think I'm weak or they're going to think I'm a baby or whatever it is. And it was just so nice to have these new friends, male friends who were embracing me and making me feel loved, making me feel supported, making me feel like it's okay to share and that I'm in a safe space. So that was a very, very powerful moment for me, a very healing moment for me in my journey and healing that masculine and feminine wound that I had and all of my abandonment issues and, you know, issues and wounds and traumas with toxic past partners that made me feel like it wasn't okay to be sensitive and to show my emotions. So as well, after that, I ended up having like the worst headache because I literally, I'm not even kidding kidding you, I was bawling my eyes out, like tears were running down my face, my nose was stuffed, I took a blow my nose, drink a bunch of water, plus it was in the day, it was hot, I was so dehydrated, and you guys all know, like if you've ever had a really good cry, like where you're pretty much sobbing, which I was doing like on my knees, <laughs> you end up getting a massive headache. And that's what had happened. But then we ended up taking a little hike into the woods and we were going to watch the equinox at the tem temple. Um, we ended up swimming in this beautiful cenote where I just ended up submerging my head into it. And instantly I felt like I cleansed all of that pain, all of those limiting beliefs, all of those fears everything about it. It just felt so amazing, so refreshing. And I ended up speaking with more people, one of the Canadian boys. And, you know, we were just talking so deeply and I felt like they were my brothers. Like I had a separate conversation with Yusuf, with Matt, with Ryan, and each of them just had something to teach me and I had something to, you know, teach them or integrate with them. It was just so beautiful, such a beautiful exchange of energy where I literally said to them, I, this is the first time I feel safe with a man. Like, how crazy is that? I'm like 29 years old and I've had partners before and, you know, I've had guy friends before, but I've never felt so safe and open. Like there are a couple guy friends that I do have or have had that I have, but not this deeply. Like this was just like a deep bond that I really, really had. And we ended up just laughing at the fact that we literally grew up next door in Canada. Like I'm from Toronto and they're from um, um, another area that's super close, like Hamilton area, Waterloo area. And then I ended up going to school in Guelph. So everything was just like we're neighbors pretty much. Um, 
And yeah, I just felt like that pain and suffering that I was feeling when I released that negative emotion and all those pains and traumas by the fire, it was just turning back into bliss. I started walking around barefoot. This was like a beautiful reserve that we were in where they had this beautiful cenote in the temple that they built next door. And yeah, I was walking through the forest, walking through the land. I just felt like I was literally on ancestral lands. And there was this huge grandmother tree that was in the forest and I ended up, or in the jungle, I should say, ended up going up to it and just hugging the tree. Like, yes, you guys probably think I'm such a hippie, which I totally have turned into way more of a hippie being in Tulum, but I've always been a tree hugger and I've always loved walking bare feet. You know, that all started in Australia in 2014. And yeah, I just felt like so connected to nature, so beautiful. Everything was so beautiful. And eventually ended up coming back to the group after I took some time to myself to really just feel so connected to the trees, to the cactuses, to the plants, to Mother Gaia, Mother Earth. And we all ended up walking up the temple to watch the sun go down because as I said, the ceremony was during the day and yeah, we were starting the medicine journey around 11 a.m. I think it was. And this was probably already sunset, like five or six. And it was so beautiful to see like the sun just shining and hitting the temple. And we were all sat on the temple, like surrounded by new friends who were merely strangers a few hours before. And I just remember closing my eyes and feeling so connected to source, to the divine and to these new beautiful humans who I knew that we were just meant to meet. All of us were meant to meet. You know, those people where you're just like, they've come into my life for a reason, right? That was the feeling I had in that moment. And yeah, I felt the sun on my skin and I just was watching the eagles soar above us, right? This one, these bird, this one bird that was just standing out to me. And I was like, wow, I feel so connected to this eagle. And it's interesting that I actually kept seeing eagles after the ceremony. And I'll tell you guys a little bit about that and what I integrated about that and how the eagle is actually like one of my spirit animals. Um, but I just felt so protected. And once we finished, you know, hanging out by the temple, we ended up climbing down to head to the Temescal and I ended up getting lost in the forest um, with my friend Sophia. We ended up just kind of hanging around and we found this beautiful statue where we both just connected our hands with it and received the energy from it. And we'll talk a little bit more about that when we, when I bring her on as a guest speaker. That was just such a beautiful moment I got to have with her. And then once we got to the Temescal, which is, you don't know what a Temescal is, it's like a sweat lodge and it's such a beautiful medicinal healing experience as well. You don't necessarily need to be on plant medicine to do it. You can just go into a Temescal. Um, and I've done a few now being in Tulum. I try to do one like every couple of weeks, um, hoping to go this weekend and yeah, do it in Tulum. It's just such a beautiful experience. While before the ceremony was happening, we got cleansed with Copal and I received the rapé again. And this time it was much more intense because the administrator, Eric, who was running the Temescal, administered it. And he literally like shot so much of it up my nose. And it could be very intense in the sense like if you take a lot, it could just like send you, you know, 
whoo, send you back. Or some some of the rapé actually can even make you purge or make you sick. And luckily that has never happened to me yet. Um, and with this one, it didn't. It just felt intense in a sense that like, you know, it was an uncomfortable pain of it cleaning my nose and my sinuses and and like my eyes would just start to tear. And I felt like that was me releasing the rest of the stale negative energy I might have had inside of me. And yeah, we did that so that we can enter the Temescal and like be in full receiving mode, right? To be able to just cleanse anything that was out of us. So I really felt like I let go of that fear by doing this because yeah, again, this was something scary for me to do. And we entered the Temescal one by one, separating the masculine energies by balancing them with the feminine energy. So what that meant was we went like boy, girl, boy, girl, you know how like you're back in school. Yeah, that's what we did. And it was for the purpose of just balancing the divine masculine and divine feminine, which turned into such a beautiful synchronicity. And before I entered, we actually witnessed one woman who led out a last prayer by the fire. And her cry was all about forgiving ancestors, which was so beautiful. It really touched my heart. And it just showed me how we can hold the space for others. Like this whole day was a whole day of holding space for one another, whether it was by the fire, by the Temescal, where we got to release our fears, got to release anything that was, you know, making us feel any way that wasn't positive. So yeah, we ended up going into the Temescal and we all kind of just sat in the dark on the ground. It was like kind of a muddy ground and we ended up putting the coals in like one at a time. The guys were like bringing the coals inside and each time a coal came inside, it got hotter and hotter and we would sing this welcome song every time singing like with the words bienvenidos, which means welcome in Spanish. And I still have that song stuck in my head. That's how like great it was. I actually would really, I want to, I now have started listening to playlists on Spotify that are like plant medicine, ceremonial playlist, ayahuasca playlist, like literally music that is just so healing and beautiful. I absolutely love it. Um, so yeah, we would like meditate through and while the rocks were coming in, while it was getting hotter, and we would we had to sit in four 20-minute rounds. So that's a long time, right? Like for me, I don't even sit in a sauna for 20 minutes sometimes, right? Saunas can be really hot for me. So this was a challenge. Um, if you've never done a Temescal, then yeah, this is like very, very intense. Or if you've never done a sauna, it's even more intense, right? Um, so we ended up just singing through it. I remember them saying to us, like, just sing, open up your voice. Like, even if you don't think you're a good singer, it's okay. Like speak your truth, be yourself, all of those beautiful things. You know, things we're told in society, like you're not good enough. And I know for me, like I was told, you don't have a good voice, you're tone deaf. So I always like stopped singing in front of people. And I actually love to sing. I love to express myself, even though, yeah, I might not be the next like Britney Spears, but you know, not that she's probably even like the best person to say who has a good voice. Like there's other <laughs> amazing talented singers, but you guys know what I mean. Um, but yeah, we ended up singing through that and meditating through the heat. And I actually felt that my throat chakra was completely opening up. And I have always had this imbalance in my throat chakra, um, you know, of speaking my truth, being myself. And I felt that I could really share everything with the world. It was so beautiful. And I'm so happy that I got to experience this day. I walked away feeling reborn, like literally 
we were reborn inside a womb cave. And that's what the Temescal represents is like this womb-like shape where we all go inside into the womb and we sing and we pray and we let go of our fears and all of that. And we come out of it feeling purified, feeling cleansed. So if anyone ever comes to Tulum or ever has an opportunity to do a Temescal somewhere, I strongly suggest it because it's so powerful. I absolutely love Temescals and I will be doing them regularly while I'm living here. So the whole day just felt so transformative. I met new brothers, new sisters, just amazing new people in my life who have become friends for life. I got to release any traumas and limiting beliefs out and I just felt so light. I felt so much love at the end and I can truly say that this was like my very first intense healing ceremony because with the mushrooms trip and the peyote, like I didn't necessarily cry and feel myself release any pain. I felt more bliss, which was amazing. But this time I really got to feel both, which I loved about this plant medicine and, and the whole way it was organized. And, you know, if we hadn't done that journal exercise and the ritual by the fire, then I probably wouldn't have got to release this and do all of this integration and realize that I truly have to love myself and have grace with myself and just be so proud of myself for being on this healing journey and for really integrating a lot of the lessons and applying them into my life. And I have really been doing that. And I'm going to be talking about that further on in the season, especially with my ayahuasca ceremonies. Um, that was the next thing I did. So after meeting the guys in San Pedro, I remember they asked me like, hey, like, do you know of any ayahuasca ceremonies going on? And I'm like, yeah, this is actually something I really, really want to do next. So they encouraged me to lean into the fear and to go. And I felt the call for quite some time now. And specifically, I felt the call that week. So I ended up deciding to sit in a San Pedro, sorry, an ayahuasca ceremony, literally 10 days after the San Pedro experience with uh, my shaman, a shaman that I've been speaking to since January and communicating with and, and knew that, you know, I really wanted to sit with him and his circle and yeah, I'm excited to share that episode with you guys. And I wanted to share before we take off just a little journal entry that I had after the next day after San Pedro. So we ended up obviously all going to dinner together, having a beautiful family dinner after the Temescal. And the next morning I had spent the day integrating, went to the beach and I wrote, I meditated this morning to a manifestation visualization and I cried through the beginning. I continue to release the pain of all of my heartbreaks, all the love that I gave, but I didn't receive back. I felt so liberated visualizing my life partner with me, giving me unconditional love, having a beautiful family. I saw my manifestations come to life and my entire life fill with abundance. My personal life and business is just taking off and I'm so ready to receive it all this year. I'm so ready to live this blessed life and share this abundance with others. Wow. Reading that is so powerful because it's been like two months since this whole ceremony and I've seen the growth in myself. I've seen the growth in my self-love and I'm so excited to share with you guys more of those integrations with my ayahuasca journey in the next episodes. So 
stay tuned for that and I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening until the end. I am so grateful to have you a part of this journey with me. If you resonated with this episode, then please share this on your Instagram story and tag me at the Black Sheep Travels so that I can say a massive thank you and show you my appreciation. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes. Please share this with your friends or anyone you know that would enjoy this podcast. If you're interested in finding out more about me or how we can work together, then please visit my website, www.theblacksheeptravels.com. You can also subscribe to my email list so that you can stay in the loop for podcast drops, blogs, freebies, info about my coaching packages, my ebook, and upcoming courses and books. Thank you so much for listening until the end. I am so grateful to have you here.